0: It is Brendan Escott with you this afternoon on Oilers Now, 12.35 in Edmonton. And some guests of the show do receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. Pleased to have this gentleman along next as our regular Wednesday contributor on Oilers Now. A First overall draft pick back in 1983, it is the NHL Network's Brian Lawton. Hi Brian, how's it going? today fantastic
1: brendan how are you
0: i'm doing excellent as well and i think most of the oilers fans are after that performance against san jose last night uh, just give me your thoughts on on what a game like that can mean for a locker room a real statement game against a team that has had their number the last stretch
1: yeah it really is it's it's a game changer for a lot of players they've been going there for a long time can you hear me brendan yeah i think we've got you Oh, sorry. Okay. I I was saying it's a game changer for the majority of the players in that locker room. They just, uh, other than the playoffs, they haven't had a ton of success there. And even though the Sharks aren't having the season we're accustomed to, they still have been red hot lately. It's a big win for that group, and it'll do a lot for their confidence, I think.
0: And to me, Brian, it was the way that they got it done last night. They really, they, the compete level was there. I thought all lines were forechecking really hard and really effectively. Uh, They managed just fine with five defensemen after Matt Benning went down early. Uh, But a lot of it, uh, Miko Koskinen has really stepped up to the plate this year. Do you think he's benefiting quite a bit from Mike Smith's tutelage? I think that Mike Smith is definitely helping him, but Like Mike Smith
1: benefited in the past when he was in Arizona, the system, the way that Dave Tippett teaches D, it benefits all goalies. A rising tide raises all boats. And in this case, both Mike Smith and and Koskinen have played significantly better than we've seen in
0: the past you were the first one Brian to throw Dave Tippett's name out there um, when the Oilers were looking for a coach so I'm guessing you're pretty familiar with with him on on, you know maybe even more of a personal level than people understand so talk to me about his ability as a coach to seemingly really massage the most out of a group like this that doesn't necessarily uh, have much high-end offensive talent outside of a couple of players
1: Yeah, I mean, Dave Tippett is great at crafting and devising nightly game plans and figuring out how to get everybody engaged in the fight. It doesn't matter if you're Connor McDavid or Caleb Jones. Uh, He's going to make everybody feel important. He's an optimist. I do know Dave quite well personally. And those are his strengths. Um, If he's ever bogged down in the past, people, I think, misinterpreted some of his play as overly defensive what he really is is a guy that plays to the strengths of the players that he has so what does that mean it means that he doesn't have one way that he coaches he looks at his personnel and he tries to play to the way that will give the club the best opportunity to win that's what he's doing right now he's taking their star players a lot of people were concerned when his name came up in the summer, and I kind of laughed about it because I thought, oh, my God, he's going to bring this defensive system in. Connor McDavid's going to be crushed. Leon Dreisaitl won't have any success, and we're going to have this boring style of hockey. Well, as everybody seen? Not the case. They are playing as exciting as hockey as ever, and it's twice as good when the club is winning at the rate that they are right now.
0: And what interests me about what you just said, Brian, is I've heard the guys say, when we're doing the locker room scrums after the home games, they're they're really buying into the defensive system and some of them have even gone so far i believe it was leon dryside who said our defensive game is enabling us to have more offense it's just changing um whether it's creating more space or whatever or just being harder on, on puck retrievals but i think that part of that strategy of dave tippett is actually spurring more offense than a lot of people gave credit for
1: it is one of the secrets for the really great coaches in the league right now is the way they talk to the players And Dave has a really strong understanding, having played 700-plus games in this league, understanding that younger players, and really the whole generation of players now, are different than when he played. He's been very adaptable. But uh, he is a psychologist. He is a manipulator. He is a million different things. That's what you have to be to be a good coach right now. And Tippy, in my opinion, is as good a communicator as anybody. But the players would be consistently hearing – We take care of the defensive side of the puck, and that will lead to great opportunities. Whether or not that's true is probably debatable, but the players absolutely believe it. They've bought into it, and they're having success under that system. So there's really
0: no no more to be said about it. Chatting with uh, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, a long-time agent, general manager, and player in his own right. And Brian, I'm curious how much stock you put into the concept of a trap game after beating a team like San Jose. The manner in which they did, now they go down the road and they're taking on a Los Angeles team who has absolutely taken some lumps this season, but typically plays the Oilers pretty hard. So do you invest much into that idea?
1: Well, I have to give Todd McClellan a lot of credit. He you know, has come in there and kind of been a new sheriff in town. There were some deep-rooted problems that had to be addressed. I think they're doing that. I think they're back to a merit-based system where the guys that are working on a nightly basis are the ones that are getting the majority of the ice time. And I think because of that, they've started to play better. Everybody's heard about what's going on with Kovalchuk. There's other players uh, overall. I have to say I'm pretty pleased, believe it or not, where L.A. is right now because I did not think much of their team in the summer, and they've shown me not only a little bit more, but they've shown me some progression in the first 20 games,
0: and I really didn't think that would be possible for uh, for Todd and that group. They've done a very nice job. Let's go around the rest of the league and particularly a couple Canadian teams that are making headlines for the wrong reasons. And, you know, when anything happens to the Toronto Maple Leafs up here, Brian, it is newsworthy. But six losses in a row now. Um, any insight into so what's missing from that group or, or maybe even this year over last year, what the changes have been that has resulted in such a, a hardship of late? Uh, there has been a lot of changes, but I, I think that Toronto could steal a little bit of Paige
1: from the Edmonton Oilers and what they're doing, and that's not something we've we've said often in the last few years, but I think it's a fact, and that is that I watched Chicago do this recently. You know, they were all about trying to redefine themselves defensively, and it's hard for me to say this because I look at teams like the Islanders and Arizona to a degree, and they're teams that are proving that you can win even with an average group of forwards if you can play deep. In Toronto's case, the reason I say they could mimic Edmonton is simple. Toronto has a lot of gifted offensive players. Um, not, you know, They're certainly right there with Edmonton. Edmonton doesn't have as many, to be honest. They have probably two of the best, but maybe not as many as Toronto. And I think Toronto would be better suited to get back to playing to their strengths and uh, letting those forwards run a little bit more and letting the players build confidence that way. All Dave Tippett's done is started with structure defensively, five men back, five men attack, simple phrases. I think Toronto would be better served if they went to a model like that. and let, it, let we, we don't see the type of games nearly as often from Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner's obviously hurt right now. But as you do from Leon Dreissel and Connor McDavid, I think if they can pull that out of their group, they'll have a lot more success. I'd say this is an unusually poor run for Toronto. I feel that they will play better. I said this morning uh, that I believe they'll win three of the next four games and that'll start them on the way. I do believe that they they are lined up for that to happen, in my opinion. There has been too much negative, crescendo-type, dire,
0: loss of hope around that club. I think they're going to turn it around and get it going. To me, Brian, Mike Babcock isn't somebody who you let go in the middle of a season, and I understand that reputation doesn't necessarily save a job, but at what point do you think if this run might continue for another couple of games that they think about making a change in that regard? Um, This is when it's tough to be a general manager in this league. It's got to be
1: really tough on Kyle. He hasn't been through a ton of adversity yet, not with all eyes on him. I don't know if many people have, quite frankly, the way the scrutiny is in Toronto, but there's enough good players there. I wasn't blown away with the changes they made over the summer. I wasn't optimistic for them in terms of being a leading candidate to win the Stanley Cup, but I certainly thought they were a top three team in a very tough division, a division that includes Boston and Tampa. And I still think that. They still have a group that can do that. Uh, but they've got to they've got to get back to their strengths. What I'm saying, a guy like Tyson Berry, it has been an absolute disaster for him in Toronto. He is a good hockey player. They've got to find a way to get him going, and if that means patting him on the rear end and telling him next time to shoot the puck in the other team's net instead of his own, they need to do that because they're not going anywhere without a guy like him. Morgan Riley get their forward group going. They've got a talented
0: enough team to easily be in the playoffs something that they're not right now. Chatting with Brian Lawton from the NHL Network here on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Brian, our friends down the QE2 in Calgary, uh, they're sitting 6th in the Pacific, or 5th rather, in the Pacific Division right now, but uh, on a bit of a slide of their own... And we're starting to see some of the questions crop up about why their stars aren't performing, and and I wonder, in your opinion, how close they are to some sort of change, whether, I I don't anticipate that being change in the way of coaching, but but, uh, how severe of a situation are we teetering on here for the Flames?
1: I think it's more severe than people would uh, recognize. They're a team that I believe is better than the record. Um, They've been a shell of themselves, more so than Toronto, in my opinion. And I'm not really quite sure what the issue is there. There's a lot of whispers about coaching. Players are unhappy and this, that. The other thing, um, I haven't found anything to actually support that. I think Bill Peters is a very competent coach. Um, that's a mystery. They've got some injuries now with T.J. Brody, but they're a team that should be performing much better. They really should be, at the very least, right on the heels of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know everything. Everything really came apart for them last year, come playoff time, and their loss to Colorado. They were exposed in a few areas. I haven't seen any snapback from that, and I've been surprised by it. I still think they should be a playoff team, but I don't feel as confident about it as I did before the season for that group. After watching them perform for nearly 25 games,
0: they've played 24 or a game below 500. Uh, it's a little shocking to me. All right, let's do a couple of rapid-fire questions here for you because most teams have passed the quarter season mark here, and we know that what the St. Louis Blues showed us uh, last year that really anything can happen over the course of an entire season. But let's, let's start with this, Brian. Who is your most surprisingly successful team through the first quarter of the season? Is it hard to look past what the Islanders have done? Uh,
1: I would say that the Islanders in the east, in Arizona, in the west, I won't say Edmonton, because anybody that listens to the show heard me talking about Edmonton as a playoff contender right from the start. I really believe that. So they're out for me, just for clarity. But the New York Islanders are a team that I did not think would be able to duplicate the success from last year, and what have they done? They've gone above and beyond that. That's remarkable. We're not talking about the Islanders nearly as much as we should. They've only played 19 games. They have the best winning percentage in the National Hockey League. Think about that. Um, it's just not something that gets nearly enough ink. And the reason is because they're in a division with Washington. Washington's played four more games than them. Washington's got more points than them, five more to be exact. But the New York Islanders are winning at an eight sixteen percentage. That's incredible. That's number one in the National Hockey League. They're a huge surprise. The other one? arizona coyotes i just didn't think they'd be able to score enough to have this type of success they have their ninth overall by winning percentage in the league
0: at 13 7 0 and 2. that is a big surprise to me a couple teams coming into this season with hype as per usual your san jose's your nashville's uh, new jersey after all their off-season moves which of those teams has been the biggest letdown relative to your preseason expectations
1: Uh, I can't say Jersey because even though there was a lot of activity over the summer, I wasn't sure how much proactive productivity it would lead to. So that one, uh, not so much for me. The Sharks' start was puzzling, although up until last night, they looked like the team we thought they would be. Toronto and Calgary have obviously been big disappointments. Um, you know, other than that, I, I would have to go to more of the middle of the pack and look at a team like the Nashville Predators. I just don't have a great read on them. They look like they'd be world beaters. And all of a
0: sudden, uh, they've looked terrible for the last two and a half weeks. That one is a surprise. I'm going to leave you with this. Are you taking McDavid or the field in the Art Ross race? <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: My first answer that pops in my head is I will take Connor McDavid. That's no disrespect to Leon Draisaitl, who's still leading the race, but uh,
0: Connor McDavid is my pick. All right, Brian, great stuff as always. I appreciate the time, and we'll connect next week. My pleasure. Thank you, Brennan. That is uh, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. We are at 12.50. Creeping up on 1251 here in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout on Oilers now. Back with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. <laughs> Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This Christmas, please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous. 1253 in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers now. Temperatures are dropping. Just about time to start thinking tropical. Forget about the white snow. Start thinking about white sand instead. How does Porta Vallarta sound to you? Jet away with 630 Jets. Jalen Nye in January on an amazing all-inclusive winter holiday tour that includes seven nights at the five-star beachfront Marivelle Armory Resort, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. It's on sale now for just $2,195. You can book your spot today by calling New West Travel or visiting newwesttravel.com. Again, that's Jet Away with Jay Lynn. Let's do this. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored, branded programs for your team or business where your order done on time every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Just two games in the NHL tonight. Montreal plays host to Ottawa and the New York Rangers welcome in the Washington Capitals to MSG. Capitals forward Garnett, ha- Garnett Hathaway suspended three games by the NHL's Department of Player Safety for spitting on Ducks defenseman Eric Goodbranson. He was ejected from the game on the play and did ultimately show some remorse for his actions in that post-game scrum. But again, three games for Hathaway there. Bobby Ryan, meanwhile, has entered the NHL slash player assistance program. Will be away from the team indefinitely. The 32-year-old Senators forward has four points in 16 games this year and left yesterday's practice because apparently he was not feeling well. Flames defenseman Travis Hamanick says he's still undecided on his future in Calgary as he plays through the final season of his contract. They will be content to wait it out uh, until uh, contract negotiations begin after they are done. It sounds like they got bigger fish to fry down in Calgary right now anyway. The Bakersfield Condors host Stockton for the field trip day tomorrow morning. That is a 10.30 a.m. puck drop from Bakersfield. A reminder head coach of the Condors, Jay Woodcroft, coming up after this news break. The Edmonton Oil Kings began the B.C. Division roadie with a 3-2 win over Prince George last night. It was Matthew Robertson picking up the game winner. Dylan Gunther had a pair of assists. So they're on to Victoria now. They kick off a back-to-back set against the Royals on Friday. The Vancouver Giants on Saturday. And the 11-1 U of A Golden Bears are on the road in Manitoba Friday and Saturday games against the Bisons. I failed to read you our Join the Team contest code word back at 12.20 when it was originally scheduled. This is brought to you by Japanese Village. It is an excellent opportunity for you to win a once-in-a-lifetime Oilers experience. So we're going to put that on pause until 1.20 after we've talked to uh, Jay Woodcroft from the Condors. We'll press pause. We'll come back. And I'll tell you what today's code word is. You'll enter it at 630Chad.com. But this is pretty cool. You get a chance to get into the Oilers team photo, personalized jersey. You get to take in practice with Jack and Bob, lunch with hockey management, and then a VIP experience at an Oilers game. Might even get on air with Reed Wilkins on our City Ford Face-Off show as well. But I'll give you all the details coming up. 120 this afternoon. If you can't tune in then, it is played at every one of our shows here on 630Chad as well. You can hear it in 630 630- Chad mornings with Shay Ganim and Chelsea Bird. The Ryan Jesperson Show, of course, with us uh, through the rest of this week. Uh, 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jayla Nye. You can hear it there at 4.20 or again with Reed Wilkins Inside Sports. 6.20 there. We have time for a couple texts here, uh, Mr. Dustin Kaufman. All right, let's get to it. 7804960063 is your Ashley Fine Floors text line, where Jared has informed us that if the Oilers get a third line center, they will be a playoff contender. I tend to agree with you. I love how Riley Sheehan's played. For that matter, I love how Gaetan Haas has has played since his recall from Bakersfield. I think that if they can get a third line center, the likes of which maybe a John Gabriel Pagel although he's driving his price up with his performance this year so far. If you can have Sheehan as your fourth line centre, a guy like Pajot, if not him, at your third line centre, and then Nugent Hopkins and McDavid up there, I think you're pretty solid down the middle. In the nights where the Oilers really don't have it, I think the face-off dot is one of my most glaring issues. So that would be one of the primary attributes I'm looking for if I'm Ken Holland. Does Koskinen's performance earn him another start, says the texture out of Edmonton. I think the zone he is in has made Tippett's decision for him. Uh, No word yet, and we likely won't know, but I I would wager a guess that you're going to see just to manage the workload, probably Mike Smith against the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow night. Just an inkling I have. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.